Oh, hey there, bud. Welcome to our podcast, our first one on Anchor. It's midnight here in the Twin Cities, and uh, we just want to take it nice and slow since it's so late at night. Why don't you cozy up in your bed? If you fall asleep to us, that's okay. Because we own Rock Your World with this podcast. I'm joined by my cousin Vinny, and we're here talking about sports. We're talking about football. We're talking about baseball. We're talking about basketball. Even. Hockey? Well, we're the North Star State, of course. Especially hockey. Yeah, you're North damn right we're talking about hockey. Why would you ever fucking question that? How, how dare they question it? That is some BS, man. But some some big news I want to talk about, first of all, with the first podcast. Twins won again. Twins win. Twins are back, baby. They just walked it off against Chicago on a hit-by-pitch. That shit was crazy. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a back-and-forth game. Miguel Sano hit his uh, 30th homer of the season, making it the fifth twin to have 30-plus home runs this season, which is a major league record, which I'm like, how? how? Time, baby. I'm like, the, the twins? The, the twin, twins. The twins of all teams, because the twins have always been, throughout their whole history, have always been a team to play small ball. To the win, piranhas, to man. win, yeah, the, the, the piranhas, and now they're coming out of nowhere to destroy the major league record in home runs. Only team keeping up with them right now is the Yankees. It's just crazy. Mm. Are we the the Bronx Bombers? No, we're the Bomba Squad. Bomba Squad. That's I right. like it better than Bronx Bombers too. That's right. So, uh, yeah, what do you think of the win? You know, I I was completely surprised that they actually won. Um, we were watching it here. And, you know, we went up 5-1. to one. I was like, all right, they got it. And then the pitching kept a struggle. And, like, White Sox came back. They, I mean, they got hit after hit. I think they had over 20 hits this game. Or they had 20. And especially in the late innings when it started going to extra innings and the White Sox would not stop. They kept hitting home runs, too. And by that time, when they went up 8-6, to six, I was like, oh, that might be it. <laughs> yeah. And then last inning, Cruz gets a hit. Arise gets on base. Rosario. And then we have, um, was it Torres? Who? That, that was the guy who got hit by Oh, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronald Torres, yep. Ronald sorry. Torres comes sorry up. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> he comes up and he, you know, he, he, he's patient up there and gets yeah. hit by the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're patient when you just just let that pitch hit you in the Walk arm. off it by pitch. Um, yeah. I have to give the Trins credit. Twins great. <laughs> hey, the twins great there, bud. I got to give him credit for keep playing, keep fighting back in a game that started to seem out of their control. You know, yeah. that's nice. I to mean, see. they were up five nothing at one yeah. point, and then they lost the lead, and then they were just like, you know what? No, nah, we're just gonna we're just gonna win it here in the twelfth. Yeah, they brought up the rally squirrel. <laughs> the rally squirrel, <laughs> dude, petting it on their way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that little stuff squirrel. Yeah. Uh, Maybe something else there. Yeah, that little squirrel, man. That uh, I think that really changed their season a little bit. Yeah. Ever since that squirrel ran through Kepler's legs, the some magical things happened for the Twins. Yes. That was the new turning point in Minnesota Twins history. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opposite of the Billy Goat for the Cubs. <laughs> Billy Goat? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the, the squirrel, man. Yeah. 
He could be our new mascot. Could be. Take but, over TC. Oh, dude, you can't get yeah, rid of TC Bear, he, he though. Could, TC could have dude, him, like, on his Bear, shoulder. Dude, he can, dude, did you know that TC Bear can actually hack home runs, too? Have you ever okay. seen him do that? Yeah. No. It's crazy. Look it up, man. I'll have to. Yeah, he's, he's like, one of the few mascots that can do that shit. It's nuts. I wonder who's under there. Maybe it's... Uh, it's, it's, no, it's just a bear. It's just a bear? It's a bear, dude. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. He's uh, pretty menacing, though. Yeah, you know, the, the the Philadelphia Phil guy ain't, ain't going to hit that shit. Oh, you mean that green blob, whatever that yeah. is? Yeah. I'm not sure what he's called. But... Um, what is it with Philly and having weird mascots? They have some strange ones. Because uh, the, 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 the Flyers, they have Gritty. Um, I, I like I like it. You'd like him because he's at least fun. Yeah. The other ones are just, are just I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't really understand Gritty either, but he's like... He's so over the top. Yeah, that's just like you don't you, you don't understand him so much that you do. Yeah, but here's the thing: like, like you you can't hate what you don't understand. That's true. That's what my mama taught me. That's true. Well, so same, same I, I, I I I'm basically saying I'm not a hater of of, of really, the mascots of the mascots. Okay. You know, if I don't understand him, why why would I hate him? Well, he did the Philadelphia Philly guy. Their their mascot beat up Green Man. <laughs> He beat up Charlie Kelly. Beat up Green Man. He is trying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with that? Green Man did start it, but. Yeah. I mean, those Philly fans are brutal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to mess with the Philly fans. Yeah. They, uh, I mean, watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the episode where they uh, try out for the Eagles. Yeah. After watching That's that, I'm. One. Yeah. Yeah. After watching the episode, I'm like, yeah, Philly's nuts. It's wild. But, uh, but right now, we're not in Philly. We're in Minnesota. Yeah, we are in Minnesota. And uh, we, here at the podcast, we have uploaded a few episodes on um, SoundCloud before. But this is like our first, would you say, formal podcast? Yeah, you know, yeah, we should definitely, we, we probably should have said this earlier. But that's all right. <laughs> but yeah, it's this right. is our first uh, podcast on Anchor here. So we can reach yeah. a wider audience. And yeah, we get it out to people in a much more, you know, like Shane said, more a little bit more formal way yeah. rather than some random account on SoundCloud. It's just yeah. right on Anchor. Hey, no disrespect to SoundCloud yeah. though. Like I'm not saying SoundCloud's bad. If you want to upload some stuff on SoundCloud, like more power to you. Oh yeah. We just figured Anchored is nice because it helps you grow your podcast more. You can upload stuff to Apple iTunes or the what do you call it? The Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Spotify. You know, um, it's so. just easier to get our, our work. Out it there. is easier, and it's easier to record the podcast on here too. So yep. props to Anchor. You know, no, no sponsorship there. Just uh, yes, we're I, recording. I mean, on if it? you want to sponsor us, let us know because you know, yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're a little broke, so yeah, we, we, we <laughs> but, use the money. You know, yeah. so, but there's no shame. There's no shame. Here. No shame in advertisement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, here in Minnesota, we talk a lot about or we talk a lot about Minnesota sports. Obviously, we're diehard Minnesota fans for for most teams around here. You know, you know, got, got to root for our Twins, Wild, Timberwolves, all those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but with our podcast, we're mostly going to be talking about sports in general. But I would say primarily Minnesota sports because they need more love, they need more recognition. Around around national media like ESPN, because in ESPN it's LeBron James, New York Yankees, it's the Lakers, the Celtics occasionally, but Tim it, Tebow still Tim Tim Tebow still still guy hasn't been. I mean the guy, the guy he, he's a I, decent he's baseball a, player. He's an analyst yeah. too, isn't he for college yeah, games yeah, and whatnot. Right. 
I think I still think he's doing that. Um, so yeah, basically the big markets get attracted to mm-hmm. um, by ESPN by Fox Sports. Since Whereas, we're, but we're a, a more smaller market, so we yeah. want we want people to recognize that Minnesota sports, you know, we're a, we're a fighting bunch. We may not have won a lot of championships, but we have some. We got a few, and uh, we you know we just we want to get our names out there. Yeah, for Minnesota sports' sake. So to segue into uh next segment here kind of the first two weeks of the nfl first two weeks of the nfl season let's start with the you know start with the vikings okay okay this is our team here boys so this is a you know minnesota vikings Um, start off with them so they won week one against atlanta pretty easily it seemed like It, it seemed like they didn't lose control of the game at any point no they were very impressive week one man they came out flying blocking punts Sacking the quarterback right away, scoring touchdowns off of turnovers each time. It was very impressive. Just it was all smooth. You know, the defense wasn't letting up big plays. The offense was either getting big runs, or their you know Kirk Cousins was hitting his receivers, even though he had only had to throw ten times. Yeah, he only had ninety six yards or something. Yeah, like ninety six yards on eight completions. It was very efficient. Yeah, efficiency was he key had a there. good game <clears throat> and the running game was insane. Right. And obviously the defense just dominated that the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. So you know they looked <laughs> you know, when you start off, you know, your season like that, it's like hell yeah, here we go. Yeah. Another, you know, another pretty good year here. Um so yeah, you know, I was I was pumped. Um I was still a little nervous about Green Bay. They, uh, yeah. I knew their defense was improved, um, and they had Matt Lafleur as their head coach, and he's he's a pretty good offensive coordinator. I, I, I like. I, I, I'm starting to turn around Matt Matt Lafleur. I'm kind of impressed yeah. with him the first couple of weeks. Yeah, he seems like a pretty good, uh, pretty good head coach so far. Even though he hasn't had much success with head coaching, but he's still under Sean McVay tree, and you know, yeah, everyone gets jobs if you're under Sean McVay, so. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's uh, I was a little nervous about it. I thought we were gonna win. I thought it was gonna be close, um, and we could have won. We had very good chances to win with the touchdown called back, with the missed field goal. Yeah, the offensive pass interference thing. I'm I'm still yeah, kind of confused. It seemed like a pretty iffy like call. That. Yeah, that's too subjective. I think. Uh, not to be, not not to be biased or yeah, anything like just, that. It it just if you watch the replay it. It, it you could maybe say it was a pick. I don't know for sure. I mean, I think the Vikings were trying to do that, but they also were trying to make it as inconspicuous or as, as uh, uh, yeah, inconspicuous yeah, as possible. That's the right word. Um, gosh, my, my vocabulary is uh, shoddy it's, it's, lately. No, it's coming up though. <laughs> it's on the come up. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. Um, I, yeah. So it, there were just some mistakes in that game that I watched and. Uh, Particularly with Cousins throwing that weird interception in the back of the end zone. That was like, like I know Cousins, a lot of people say, you know, he can't win big games and stuff. He has won big games before. That's a fact. There's not many, but he does have 12 game winning drives. They're all with Washington. He does have those couple, he's had some big games. One, even last year, he did win some big games against the Eagles yep. and Packers late, later in the year. Yeah. But in some big games, though, too, he plays like this. So it's that, that inconsistency in those big games. Right. But I will say that throw, I don't see him make that throw that often, like actually do that. I, I, I see him throw picks in big games, 
but where he's just like first down, first down and goal. He's running backwards. He just tosses it up. I haven't seen that from him yet. So that was just weird to me. The whole a game, of character. Yeah, the whole game. He just looked off to me. It was, yeah, it's slow with making his reads, which he's yeah. usually very quick, and he's not. You know, he's not. He wasn't taking what the defense gave him. I don't know what it was. If it was just he might have just gotten his head. But yeah, yeah, he was. You know, I'm a Cousins fan, but he that was a bad game for him. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think one of his main flaws is that he overthinks. He That's he, he clearly is he clearly overthinks if you uh you know pull up game film on him. You can clearly see that there are some plays like you said he just throws he just drops dimes like he's mm-hmm. Tom Brady or something. And then the next play he throws an interception that is so boneheaded you're like what the hell is that? Yeah, like he, where, where did that come from? It's it's strange. It's, it's usually more of a game to game thing too. Right. Like some you can have like a streak of like truly like he's worth that money and they can have a streak of like he's just average. Yeah. So that's the main thing I think with Cousins is that he can have this those really streaky moments like early in the year last year he was very good. But as the year kept going on, I mean, obviously that had to do with our lack of run game and our terrible offensive play calling mm-hmm. or just overall offensive scheme, really, for our personnel. But still, like, he will always be a little bit more streaky. Yeah. I, I think the, the play calling against Green Bay was fine. Yeah. I, I really do think it was fine. Um, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they – I think they d- did an excellent job of utilizing Dalvin Cook. Twenty carries, hundred fifty-four yards, and a touchdown. The guy was a beast, I and mean, the guy is the guy is a great running back. And uh, I think they really utilized him really well in that game against Green Bay. I just think that uh, I just think that Kirk Cousins really needs to uh, really just take a breath, just uh, you know, just relax, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, he's in, in like you said in big moments at times. He has done some boneheaded mistakes Brett Favre style and uh it, it just it's come back to bite him like there there are random fumbles that happen like mm-hmm. I've seen, he's fumbled the ball quite that's a bit the over that's, that's too. my main concern honestly is the fumbles yeah I, like I he he isn't when you look at his stats over the years he doesn't throw that many picks yeah he has very high accuracy and has thrown a solid amount of touchdowns yeah but his fumbles are insane yeah. Like that's something where you can't you know that's not like a thing like oh that's just because this happened like no he had like two fumbles in a row there. It's like, I mean, he has, I think, almost 40 fumbles the past few years. It's it's insane how many times he fumbles the ball. I don't get it. Um, but, you know, yeah, with the, I love our new offense. I love the under center more. I love, you know, being able just not just because we run the ball more, just being able to run the ball more efficiently. Sure. That's, I think, the main thing you want from your run offense. You know, he, it's, it's obviously, you know, Mike Zimmer is going to want to run the ball more. I think that's very important for when you're in, you have a big lead. Yeah. You know, like when the Falcons lost to the Patriots, they weren't running the ball at all. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like to, you know, shit on, you know, oh, people like to establish the run or they shit on the run game because it's not as efficient as a passing game in the modern NFL. Yeah. But at certain times, you should be running the ball more. Like right. The Falcons should have ran the ball more against the Patriots. They didn't. So yeah, yeah, that that I would blame Kyle Shanahan on that one. He was yeah. being a little too cocky, uh, mm-hmm. trying to throw in the ball when they were up uh, big, and then that cost them in the end. So I, I think, uh, yeah, it, like you're saying, you just gotta. I think I think you just have to find that balance, and I think 
Um, having an efficient running game opens up play action, opens up the passing game a lot more. Yeah. You, you need a good running game. And, and Mike Zimmer really, really that. drove that mm-hmm. fact into the coaching staff last year. And that's why, um, what was his name? Got fired. Oh, Filippo. Filippo. That's why he got fired was because he just really wasn't making, like calling enough running plays. Yeah. And the thing is too, with John Filippo, he didn't really, his scheme of running, he always tried to, he never really, there wasn't, they were a master really of none. They didn't have, um, they, they tried to do all this different. I, I read an article by, uh, someone named Nick Olson. Um, he's a big, he writes for the Vikings. And what he mentioned was with John Filippo, he tries to, what he did last year wasn't like, oh, he, he was mainly a zone running scheme or inside zone or outside zone or power, you know, all those sorts of different things with that too. Yeah. He was, he just tried to get, do everything. They didn't mainly practice one thing. It was like, they tried to do everything at every different time and all these different type of uh, run blocking schemes. And so, you know, they're not going to be good at anything. With Gary Kubiak coming in, Kevin Stefanski still here, and their run game coordinator and offensive line coach Rick Dennison, when they came in, they know how to run the ball effectively. Yeah, they know yeah, that they clearly. know that inside and outside zone scheme, especially inside and out, and they still are adding wrinkles to it, especially Kevin Stefanski is. Yeah, um, to keep it fresh, and they still have some power blocking stuff that they use, but their main yeah. thing is like if you're good at that one thing, it's going to be hard to stop, even if they know it's coming. That's, and true. that's what the Vikings did against the Packers. They knew we were going to run the ball, and we still were able it, to run it. it. It helps. It helps because Dalvin Cook is so talented yeah, too. I mean, they also have um, what's his Madison Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Madison's a great backup running back too, who could be a potential starter if he's on another team. But yeah, Dalvin Cook, man, he's really stepping up. He's uh, some people question Dalvin Cook, yeah. uh, and I don't know why, because the guy. I mean, even before he got um, injured his rookie year, like. I, I mean, I he clearly showed flashes of show, becoming an elite running back. I, I'm pretty impressed with Dalvin Cook so far. Yeah, um, but but despite you know, despite all that, you know, the Vikings didn't play well against Green Bay. Um, Defense, you know, they gave up those three touchdowns right away, and then they didn't give up anything. Yeah, I think it was just uh, like Mike Zimmer said. I think it was just like a, an adjustment that they had to make. Yeah. to uh, adapt to their scheme. Their offensive scheme, and because you know, that's just what happens in the game. You know, you have to uh, adjust to certain schemes. You have to adjust to certain plays. So I think the Vikings, after giving up those three touchdowns, you know, the defense kept them in the game the rest of the way. Yeah, you know, and they also had their two, you know, depth corners hurt with uh, Mackenzie Alexander and shoot, who was the other one? There's somebody else too, but they had their main two like good. Depth corners hurt, and yeah. one, you know, one or Mike Hughes, and they were uh, Mike Hughes. Yeah, they're they both one was coming off an injury, going to come back, and the one just got hurt last week. Right. So you know, that would have been very helpful to start off the game, even if the Packers had a better game plan coming in. They still would have helped a lot because we had a couple corners getting burned there at the beginning, regardless of what the scheme was. Sure. Um, but yeah, you know, it's always nice to have Zimmer as a coach, especially for defensively, because like if he can make a, a you know an adjustment in the middle of the game, not even at halftime, and you could start stopping them like that, that's right. insane. Like, not many coaches can do that. Right, it's impressive. He's a, he's definitely a defensive mastermind, I think. Yeah, he's um, up there with 
I still think Belichick's probably better, but he's he's right up there with guys like, um, right. like Bill Parcells and Belichick and even Nick Saban. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think so too. And um, I, yeah, I, I, overall, I mean, I know the Vikings didn't play well uh, against Green Bay, but you know, what was one game? Just move on, I guess, the next week. Now, um, now I do want to talk about like other games that happened around the, the yeah. league because. You know, there's we, a lot of other games. There, you know, there yeah, several other games other than <laughs> Minnesota's, because um, you know we want to talk about all all different sports teams on our That's podcast. What we do here, man. You know, we got to show the love to everybody. We're sitting down, we're having a beer. Um, yeah. Uh, well, right now I'm drinking water. Um, well, we we finished the beer and pizza, and then we started. So uh, yeah, we I, usually do it during. But yeah, I'm mostly a hydro homie, but um, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> You just chug that water all day. Yeah, yeah. At work, I just chug a lot of water, but uh, that's that's probably good at work. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's good. It's it's good to stay hydrated. You know, that's probably why I got promoted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, my promotion is due to the fact that I drink a lot of water. Yep. They recognize that during my interview, I was even drinking a bottle yep. of water. They they recognize yeah. it. They're like, wow. It's this, not, kid, this kid's got talent. Yeah, they're like, look at this hydro homie over here. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's he doing? Yeah, yeah, you, oh, you, he's not at that position yet? You, you, you know what they told me during, like, before the interview, right? No. They were like, oh, man, you're hydro homie too? And then he fist bumped me. <laughs> and then he like holds up his like water Yeah, yeah, he, he held up his water bottle too. We're like, cheers. And we just, you know, that's that's, when you that's exactly what happened in my interview. Yeah. Exactly to a T. So if you want to... Um, uh, um, what the hell am I thinking of? Uh, what would you... Promotion. Yeah, I was I was thinking pay grade. I was like, oh, yeah. if you want a promotion, drink water. Drink water. That's right. There's our first advertisement. This podcast is brought to you by water. Um, drink a lot of it, please. Um, anyways, so uh, back to the games. Week one, San Francisco 49ers versus the Buccaneers. 49ers whomped them 31-17. Jimmy G. That one. Jimmy G. Looked okay in the game. You know, he didn't look great. He didn't look bad. He was fine. Uh, but the Niners' defense really stepped up. Two pick sixes off Jameis Winston. <laughs> you know, Crab leg got smoked in yeah, that game. A lot of people are saying, it's like, well, it's just because Jameis Winston's a clown. He's going to throw a bunch of pick sixes. But as we're going to talk about week two, how much better even the defense looked yeah. um, with the 49ers week two. They, they looked legit. Yeah, the Niners' defense is uh, – I'm impressed. I'm impressed with them, man. Like they had two picks, or yeah, two interceptions all last year, all of last year. That's it. Only two. Only wow. two interceptions. This year they already have four. That's yeah. It's already doubled. They already doubled their mark in two yeah. weeks. So they clearly there has been some improvement, and I think a big part of it has to do with the fact that their pass rush has significantly improved. Yes, because they have D Ford now. They have uh, Quan Alexander, who is a a really solid linebacker they got for a pretty decent price. Um, they just drafted Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa's little brother, and he already has uh, a career NFL sack or uh, yeah, an NFL sack. And uh, yeah, so that pass rush has been pummeling Jameis Winston, and it pummeled Andy Dalton this past week too. The Niners are looking surprisingly good. Like this, yeah. it's a fun team to watch. You know, yeah, I love love the running game they have. Even though Coleman went down, they still have Matt Breida. They still have Raheem Mostart. Even Jeff Wilson Jr. doing something. I mean, they have a load of talent at running backs. Um, And, you know, Kyle Shannon, you know, he knows the running game as well. Right. um, Learned a lot from his dad. Um, Yeah. 
said Jimmy G, a lot of people worried about that first preseason game. And look at how good he's looking now. I mean, he's not yeah. looking absolutely amazing, but he's looking he's looking solid. I think he's just going to keep getting better. I think so too. I mean, I mean, you clearly saw it week two against the Bengals. He threw t- three TDs, um, and uh, he was just efficient. He yeah. he threw nearly three hundred yards, um, three touchdowns. Matt Breida had over one hundred twenty yards rushing. Twelve carries. Yeah, and only twelve carries. That's nuts. That's it's crazy. It's over ten yards per carry. Debo Samuel, their Debo, their rookie I mean, did you uh, receiver. Fans football. How do you still have him? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Um. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll talk. Yeah, about we'll that. talk yes, about that later. Yeah. The bottom line is, I dropped Debo Samuel. I know I'm an idiot. I mean, because for, for all for all I know, he's probably gonna go off now because I dropped his ass. So pick him back up. And then I I could yeah. try picking him back up if you know if 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 uh, if he's still available. I mean, we're in a 12 team league, so we'll see. But there's gonna um, be a lot of players going this week. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But no, we'll get to fancy football later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that later. Yeah, we don't want to get too off track here. Yeah. We got other games to cover. So week one, Titans Browns. Titans destroyed forty three thirteen. Cleveland. I don't know how I feel about them yet because okay. week one they struggled against a Tennessee defense that was quite impressive. Marcus Mariota was efficient, throwing three touchdowns. Derrick Henry had a touchdown. Uh, Tennessee. Kind of just, just they just kind of did whatever they wanted against Cleveland and got away with it. Um, so, week one and Baker Mayfield th- Baker Mayfield threw three picks. Uh, OBJ, uh, you know Odo Beckham, he you know he had seventy one receiving You're yards. Right, so he, yeah. he was fine, but yeah, I just I don't know how I feel feel about Cleveland yet because yeah, week one they lost to Tennessee pretty bad by thirty points, and then obviously week two they beat up. Probably the worst team in the league, the New York Jets. G J E T S. Suck, suck, suck. Um. So yeah, uh, they lost to the Jet, or they beat the Jets. Excuse me. Why would they? No one would ever lose to the Jets. Um, Patriots <laughs> might next week. Dude, Bill Belichick's worried, dude. Belichick's <laughs> quaking in his boots. Luke Falk's coming for him. Um, Luke Falk. But yeah, Cleveland pounded on the Jets this week, twenty-three to three. Baker Mayfield looked. Solid. solid. He, he looked solid. 320, 325 yards and a touchdown and a pick. Yeah, he, he missed a couple throws. The pick was off of, like, it wasn't the right throws off of a couple guys and then got picked. Um, but, you know, obviously they look they just look better. And the Jets don't have a bad defense. Right. As much as I hate their defense coordinator, they're still a solid defense. Yeah, Greg, yeah, Greg um, Williams. Yeah, yeah, Greg Williams, if you're listening, OBJ burned you. He burned so, your ass. Yeah, and he's 85-yard he's touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, get burned. We saw good. your reaction on the yeah. field there. Uh, that was fun to watch. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I said, I, I don't know how I feel about Cleveland yet because week That's one, week one they got they got smoked, and then week two they just they beat up on a real bad yeah. team. So I, I don't know how I feel about them yet. Um, I mean, obviously it's so early in the season; it's it's so hard to tell. That's the thing, guys. Um, is that this early in the season? You look at like every season, pretty much. There's so much like. Especially for fantasy football, where it's like two two weeks in, it's like look at these players doing well, look at these teams doing this well, and then by the end of the year, you're like, oh yeah, that team ended up not doing anything, that team ended up doing amazing, these players ended up, you know, all that. No, no matter where where you look at, it. I mean, the Bengals looked amazing the first two weeks last year, yeah, and they ended up doing nothing. So it's yeah. just like a thing of like, make sure you know you can react. You want to react, right? But 
don't overreact to things, especially when you're thinking about fantasy football yeah. or your own home team. Unless you're a home team of the Dolphins, uh, probably not very exciting. Uh, or even the Jets, honestly. See, the Dolphins but, are. I think they're trying to suck for Tua. They could be that would or or Herbert. More Herbert. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did just get Josh Rosen, but let's be honest. Are are they really going to keep him long term? If he plays well this year, they might, but I, I just, I, he's not in a good enough position to play well. Yeah, I don't think almost the, the, anyone. The problem is he hasn't gotten a real opportunity to yeah, succeed. That's the thing. He was with a terrible, terrible oh. Cardinals team last year, with a, with with the worst O line mm-hmm. in the league. The guy was getting punished. Last worse year. than ours. Yeah, worse than the worse than the Minnesotas, worse than uh, Indianapolis, even like that. And even worse than Seattle's. Like yes. Well, Indianapolis has a good offensive line, but um, well, now they do. Yeah, no, now, now they, they do. do. Now they're amazing. Yeah, now they're now they're stacked. Nelson. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah. At least going back to the Browns, I you know them against the Rams. That I'm I'm excited for that game. I didn't you know that's Sunday night football. Dude, that it's crazy. A good game. The Browns are in prime time football yeah. for the first time in years. And they have like several games. They yeah. just had a Monday night game. They have two Sunday night football games coming up. This is the next crazy, dude. Few weeks. I, I'm not used to seeing yeah. Cleveland in a primetime matchup. They have big names now. I, I love their head coach, Freddie Kitchens. Um, yeah, Baker, Baker in, the in the kitchen, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how this team goes. I, I'm a fan. You know, I'm not going to hate on them. Nah, dude. I don't think anyone hates on Cleveland. Even even the people who are like division rivals or like Steelers fans, like you can't hate the Browns. Yeah, people just you like really started hate hating them. on them because they had hype and then they got whooped week one and then people were like, ah, see, Cleveland, dude, you suck. Come on. So it's like, come on, guys. Like, get, get, just seriously. And they've been bad for so long. Like, let them, you know. Let me let me be real with you for a second, homie. Okay. Cleveland. Hydro homie. Hydro homie. Hydro homies everywhere. Yeah. Uh, follow the subreddit r slash hydro homies, by the way. <laughs> um, let me tell you something. Cleveland has been basically a non-existent football team for, as I was saying before, I was really interrupted because apparently with these podcasts, uh, you only have a maximum amount of half an hour um, to record these podcasts. So uh, my apologies that uh, we got cut off there for a little bit. But as I was saying, the Cleveland Browns have been a non-existent football team for years, for years. They have... The last time they made the playoffs was 2002, and they got and they lost to Pittsburgh in the wild card round. Um, ever since Cleveland got revived from the dead back in 1999, they've been to the playoffs once. That was when Bill Belichick was there, I believe. That was well, Belichick uh, was head coach of the Browns before, like right before they moved to Baltimore, and then when they came back, it was a different coach. And then, okay. I don't remember who it was, but, uh, and then, uh, yeah, so Cleveland had only, before, prior to this season, had only been in three primetime playoff or primetime football games ever. Ever. Like, well, not ever, ever in like, history, <laughs> like, but like since they re- were, re- yeah. since they were revived in 99, they've only been in three primetime matchups. Basically, unless you live in Cleveland, you're not going to watch the Browns They're ever. They're a ghost team. They're a ghost team. Like there is a YouTube years. video yep. from SB Nation going very much in depth about how the Browns are a ghost 
of an NFL team. Yes. Now, th- th- so basically my point is, is these people who are hating on the Cleveland Browns, why? Why would you hate on this team? This team has gone through so much shit throughout their franchise history. And now they get a little bit of hope, a little bit of hype, and they lose one game, and everyone's like, oh, the Browns, they're, oh, they... Yeah, so he told you, it's the Browns. And I think, well, there's some people who think, oh, it's because Baker's, they're all cocky pricks over there, and they're, they're really not. Baker's a little bit cockier, but he's not some, you know, he's not talking that much shit. He's not Johnny Football, let's yeah, be real. Yeah, he's not Johnny <laughs> Football. <laughs> as much as I, I like Jalen Ramsey, he still doesn't talk as much crap as Jalen Ramsey does. Um, and, and he just re- he just requested a trade. Yeah, he did. Who knows where he's going? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to hate on the Browns. Like, does does it matter? Do you really need the Browns to be bad? Right. You know, it doesn't make sense to me, honestly. And wh- why wouldn't you want? I mean, especially that head coach. If you want to research him more about him, Freddie Kitchens, um, is that he uh, he seems like a great person in general, and he has a great culture in that locker room. He won't let anyone. You know, he's not necessarily Bill Belichick, but he's, he won't let anyone get too big of a head, I believe. Right. He, he's, he's a great coach to have. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm basically I'm, I'm excited for the Browns. Even if they go 8-8 eight and eight this year, that's still a hell of a lot better than what they've done in recent years. Yeah. Um, last time they had a winning season was 2007 when, when they went 10-6, and six, and they missed the playoffs still. Like that, they that's, still missed the playoffs. They still missed the playoffs. Cleveland needs – like it, uh, the NFL needs Cleveland to be good. If you have a good Cleveland Browns football team, you're going to get a lot more viewers. I guarantee it. It makes things more exciting when a, a team that's been bad for so long gets good again. Right. Especially a nice challenger, even though they won't beat the Patriots this year. But it's a ch- more of a challenge for the Patriots to get through the AFC. You know, because it's usually in the AFC. Usually in the AFC, it's been so the same teams. Either it's been the Patriots, the Steelers, or the Colts. And even the Ravens to an extent. Right. So it's nice to see someone like the Browns getting a little bit better, even the Bills to an extent. Um, you know, obviously the Ravens are getting better again. They weren't they were never that dominant. They I mean, they've been winning Super Bowls, but they haven't been like the Patriots Steelers. Right. At least in just complete wins. But yeah, it's nice to see them, you know, and the Chiefs too. Yep. It's nice to see now the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's nice to see there's there are plenty of challengers against New England this year. And, to, and for years to come with nice young talent right. of quarterbacks in the AFC now. Yeah, and uh, it's nice to see that uh, it's like other competitors can try and catch up with Brady now. It's it's not just Manning or Roethlisberger anymore. Yep. It's, like you said, Mahomes. It's uh, Baker Mayfield. It's uh, now Lamar Jackson. Yes. Like, what happened? I don't know. Like, Lamar Jackson came out of nowhere this year. Lamar Jackson... You know, a lot of people, some people who were dumb were saying, oh, he's just a running back, which obviously is not true. He was obviously a quarterback coming out of college. He did, didn't he joke ball. about that? Yeah, he did joke <laughs> after that that first game. Um, but, yeah, so, but there was still concerns of his accuracy. I mean, in his footwork, in his release, yeah. and just, just simple, you know, accurate throws. They were just kind of all over the place. Right. So, it was, it's been very interesting yeah. To see Lamar Jackson just a complete 180 on his his footwork, his ball placement, and reading defenses, it's been amazing. Like, yeah. I have not seen that big of a jump in a quarterback for 
you know, for a quarterback in, in a long time. Like yeah. You really, I can't even really think of a quarterback that goes from year one to year two is that much better in yeah. recent years. Yeah. He wasn't, he, like his rookie year, he wasn't even that bad. Like, yeah. He, he was, he was still bad. solid. Yeah. He just, I, I clearly, he wasn't like quite ready yet mm-hmm. um, last year, but now this year he's just incredible. Yeah. It's, it's incredible to watch him methodically move the football downfield I'm a big fan, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm hopping on the bandwagon for Lamar Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him play. So, so we've been talking a lot about all these teams that have these, um, cons- that all have all these franchise quarterbacks that they can rely on, you know. So, there are some teams that we've noticed uh, this year that are really struggling to find that franchise quarterback, or when they do find it, they get hurt. So, for example, uh, you got Pittsburgh with Roethlisberger going down for the season. Guy got Tommy John surgery, which typically mostly happens with baseball players, pitch- pitchers mostly. Yeah. But uh, it happened to Big Ben. He's getting Tommy John surgery. He's out for the year. Who knows if, he'll leave, if he will even come back the same. I don't think he will because he's getting up there at age. He's been talking about retirement for a while. He might so, not. He probably will retire, to be honest. Right. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. he got retired. So now, so now you have Mason Rudolph coming in as the the starter the rest of the way for Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steelers are zero and two. What do you like? What are your predictions for Pittsburgh the rest of the way with Mason Rudolph at quarterback? Mason Rudolph, um, I haven't seen much of him, and he just simply hasn't played much. Um, but he looked. Pretty good yeah. when he came into the game. A big thing that can happen with when young quarterbacks come into the game like that is that you know a team doesn't have as much film on them. You know, it, it's it's hard for the defense to know. Okay, it's a whole new quarterback. We don't know what his tendencies really are. We don't know where he's going to go to the ball on the certain down or defensive um, scheme and, and and call. So it's. It can be tough for newer quarter or for new for defenses to, to play against a quarterback, especially right when they just come in the game. Um, so with Mason Rudolph, it's really hard to tell. Yeah, I think they will be better than people think they will be. I think people are really not giving them a shot right now, especially with James Conner. He's starting to get hurt. Um, hopefully, he plays this week. Um, but yeah, I mean the Steelers, you know, they just got uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, the Steelers still believe that they can make a playoff run, and I still think they can too. I think they have enough talent, pretty much everywhere. I love Juju Smith-Schuster. It's just, I mean, obviously, James Conner too. Yeah, and James Conner. You know, I really, really, obviously depends on Mason Rudolph. But I just think it's similar to Jacoby Brissett, where the team's got enough talent around them and a sure. good enough coach, where as long as he's not terrible, yeah, they'll have to win some games. That's true. That's true. I like I like Brissett a lot. He really minimizes his mistakes. He doesn't turn the ball over much. At the same time, he is smart with fo- like he's smart with the football in terms of knowing when to throw downfield. You know, he doesn't just just chuck it out there. And he's not a gunslinger. Is basically what I'm yeah. trying to say. He he's he's a very calculated quarterback. He really thinks before he throws, uh, yeah. which is a good trait to have. I think uh, I think Brissett is very consistent. I think he's a safe quarterback to have on your team, especially with, if you're the Colts, if you're in their situation. Um, he was their starting quarterback back in uh, 2016, I believe it was, when Luck got hurt. 
uh, the whole season for 2017. Yeah, something like that. Um, and they finished, I believe it was four and twelve. Yeah, they didn't do that well. And <laughs> the they time. they really didn't do well with Brissett the first time but around. They also had a lot worse. The team and coach, right? The team, the coach, everything was a lot worse back then. Now a they're a lot better set up for the future, and Brissett might even be their future quarterback yeah. from now on. Because I mean, he just signed a thirty million dollar extension. Yeah. Like the like he's the, the guy's going to be pretty good. I think he's. Uh, I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to these other quarterbacks that have been hurt, you have Nick Nick Foles, for example. Uh, he just he's. I don't know when he's coming back. They they say he's out indefinitely, so I don't know if he's uh, going to be coming back at all because he broke his collarbone, right? Yeah, I heard something about he might be able to come back in around like week twelve. Week twelve, okay. So he's like going to be out for like ten weeks, basically. Yeah, which could easily not happen depending on how he feels because it's he said it was a worse injury than his last break around his clavicle area um but you know with garden uh gardner Minshew now gardner everyone's Minshew, favorite new quarterback who is uh now my quarterback in my fantasy team um because you know what he's only scored around 13 points each week on fantasy but uh he's, he's consistent yeah. he's consistent so i do appreciate that yeah but one thing I like about Gardner Minshew is that uh, so far what I've seen from him, he's a six-round draft pick, but he's not playing like one. He's playing more like a second or first-round quarterback. Like the guy, the guy is smarter with the football than I thought he would be, and uh, I'm I'm really excited to see where he can go with this. So, yeah, you know, he came from Mike Leach. Um, he's the he's the head coach of Washington State. And he really helped create like a good air raid system. Yeah, uh, which you, 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 you're seeing a lot of new quarterbacks now coming from that air raid offensive system, which that's just kind of the modern type of offense that everyone loves. Um, obviously, you know, Cliff Kinsbury's doing it with Kyle Murray. Yeah. He's doing very well. Um, so far, yeah. Yeah, so far he is. Um, so, yeah, that's he comes from a similar system. And Mike, Le- Mike Leach is a great coach. And there's a, there a video of him talking about Gardner Minshew and, you know, questioning what the scouts are thinking. Yeah. Like scouts come up to him and be like, well, is he, how, how hard can he throw the ball? Is he accurate? And it's like, well, watch the tape, watch his pro day. He's clearly has the talent and skill, but since, you know, oh, maybe because he went to Washington state and maybe he didn't have the best stats in college, you know, they're going to, you know, always go late. He goes later rounds in, but he clearly has good talent just from his first start. In the NFL, yeah. So yeah, I, I like him, and, and regardless of how you know awesome he may be with you know the way he dresses or you know how goofy he is his his ep- demeanor, his epic mustache. The guy has an epic beard. Yeah, he's he's got swag. He's got some swag, and he knows it. Yeah, he knows he he rocks it, man. He, he's he's honest with himself. That's nice to see in players. I like when they're just themselves out there. Yeah, you know they. Even if they're talking crap, like who cares? They, they, if it's honestly not personal and it's not, you're actually not. If doing it's all in good bad, fun, yeah. It's, if it's we all need to have fun. more fun out there. Right. That's what's awesome about someone like Gardner Minshew. Right. I'm excited to see what he can do. You know, I'm, yeah. re- I'm really excited. Um, let's see. Because with other quarterbacks around the league, too, you have uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who replaced Drew Brees, because uh, Brees just hurt his, uh, his thumb. 
uh, tore a ligament in his thumb, had surgery. He's out for, uh, what was it, the next uh, how many weeks? Six weeks? More than that? Six-ish weeks, yeah. At least six weeks. At least. Um, but it's and a thumb. on his throwing the, hand, too. Yeah, it's on his throwing hand. So here's the problem, too, is like, even though he's getting it surgically repaired, even though they're saying it's going to be at least six weeks, I feel like it's going to be a lot longer because with thumb injuries, those could linger. You know, they do linger. It's on his throwing hand. He's getting older. He's almost 40. Um I know Saints fans don't want to hear it, um, but it's true. You know, they, they get around that age. They're going to get – that's when they start to drop off. And if they get injured like this, that's when it's more serious than if, you yeah. know, Nick Foles, when he gets injured, it's a little bit different. He's younger. But, you know, someone like Drew Brees, he's almost 40. He hurt something on his throwing hand. So, you know, um, and we're not just trying to say this as Vikings fans, like, oh, Drew Brees is not going to come back. Like, I hope he does because I want teams I like to Drew be the Brees. best. I like Drew Brees yeah, a lot. I do too. I, I think want, he's a hell of a quarterback. I, I want teams to be the best they can be. You know, I don't I don't like injuries no matter any team. Um, as much as I don't I don't like the Saints, but yeah. I hope Drew Brees gets healthy soon. Um, but how, what, what do you think of Teddy Bridgewater, old Vikings quarterback who was a fan favorite here? Now he's trying to slant it down New Orleans. What do you think? I don't know how to buy you there. You know, <laughs> and, you know, with these two dumb kids there. Well, I like that. I mean, I love I love me some Teddy Bridgewater. Love me some Teddy B. Mm-hmm. I'm sad to see him leave Minnesota. But, I mean, he, he's like one of the most well-loved players in the NFL. Great. He's an inspirational story. I mean, when he got drafted, um, originally he bought his mom a pink Cadillac, I believe it was. Yeah. And... Uh, and now, but having said that, though, watching him play in his first game back, he looked uh, he looked rusty. I'll, I'll say that he looked rusty. I don't think he played bad. I don't think he played great. I yeah. think I think he was. I think he did the most for what he had in front of him. I just I just feel like they um, they just couldn't really drive the ball downfield against the Rams. And uh, yeah, the Rams really proved that they were the better team. I know that the, there was a fumble that should have happened, but it was Some an incomplete pass. Again. It was a weird call again by the refs. I get it. Even when, e- even if that call went the Saints' way when it should have, they still they still they still, they still would have yeah. they still wouldn't have won that game. Yeah, I, I I just no. feel like the the without Drew Brees um, in that game, the Saints didn't stand a chance as much as I love Teddy Bridgewater. Um, he, he really needs a couple of games uh, under him before we really see what we think to, 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 to see if he's really fully back. And, yeah. you know, I, I think he's, I, I think he'll be fine. Um, if he gets a couple of games under him, I think he can bounce back and play a little bit better. But uh, as long as, as long as the saints tread water, as long as they go about 500 until Drew Brees gets back, I think they are still absolutely a playoff contender because then once Drew Brees gets back, they could run the table easily. Yeah, they could. You know, they still have a great team. I mean, Alvin Kamara looks even better. Right. I don't know how that's possible. So he looks even better. Michael Thomas, he's not a tall Jarvis Landry yet. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's still a great receiver. Which so, Jarvis Landry's still pretty good. Yeah, Jarvis Landry's like. great. He's got good hands, but, you know, we're just, we're just giving him some shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know it. Uh, they're still a great team. You know, they, right. um, they had a great game the first week against the Texans. Um, but great game that week. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's just it'll be interesting to see how Teddy Bridgewater does. I do predict that at some point they're going to put Taysom Hill in there. 
You think so? I think so. I think they're going to, I think Teddy's going to struggle a little bit more than people think, and they're going to put Taysom Hill. Hmm. I want Teddy to succeed. I would love for Teddy to prove me wrong, but I think they're going to put Taysom Hill in there. Interesting. I, you, you know, I could see it. I really could. Mm-hmm. I just, I just feel like the Saints really trust Teddy Bridgewater. Otherwise, okay. they wouldn't have signed him to be the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL. That's true. I just, I really do believe that the Saints believe in Teddy. Um, the, the Saints fan base should believe in Teddy too. Um, I, I don't. He's obviously not going to put up Drew Brees' numbers. He's not going to throw for forty five hundred yards or anything like that. But Teddy Bridgewater has great leadership qualities. Uh, the team can rally around him like he did in Minnesota. So I, I think he. Um, I think he has all the characteristics you are looking for in a quarterback. Like I said, as long as the, the Saints tread water, as long as they go 500, well, Teddy Bridgewater's quarterback, I think they have a pretty good chance of being a playoff contender. They're they're likely not going to be a Super Bowl contender with Drew Brees' injury, but um, it's possible, I guess. But, um, yeah, I, I just – I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what Teddy Bridgewater can do. Uh, I mean, I hope he can prove a lot of doubters wrong. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, with, with Teddy – for the fans down with the Saints, man, cheer him on. He might struggle. He's not going to be as good as Breeze that you've had for all these years, but cheer him on. He's not going to do any better if you're booing him, if he has a couple missed throws. So support him. Um, the good thing about Teddy is he's clutch. He is clutch. He might have a whole game where he doesn't do anything, and then the last drive he's his clutch. Yeah. So that's what's nice to have a quarterback. Right. Um so he's, you might see that. I mean, with him. his nickname is Gump for a reason. Yeah, stands for Great Under Major Pressure. That's the, why the guy, the guy, the guy stays cool. He's yeah. like he's like Joe Cool, Joe Montana. We, we love Teddy up here because he he's clutch. He um, he's it's great person overall. Mike Zimmer loved him. He thought he was going to be our quarterback for the next fifteen years. So I yeah. I really hope he does well. I Even think- if I think that Taysom Hill um, comes in at some point, and I don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that I think he's going to completely take over just, just like if, Brid- if Bridgewater doesn't play well in a game he might take over for Bridgewater yeah it might, like might take over for a quarter or so just to see you know to see what they have in Taysom Hill because he looked pretty good in the preseason throwing sure. so but sure but I, I'd much rather have Teddy do better yeah I hope so yeah. I hope he does I hope he does well but yeah uh one quarterback I'm, one quarterback I'm not looking forward to though is Luke Falk Luke Falk, dude. Luke Falk, or is that what his name is? Luke Falk, Luke Falk, Luke yeah. Falk. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Luke Falk. I don't know. I just, I mean, granted, it's his first game. Now I listen just... to this though. Here's what could something could happen with Luke Falk. He was drafted the same exact pick as Tom Brady <laughs> in the sixth round, and there is no other quarterback that's been drafted in that same pick. So, uh, so you're saying he has a 50-50 shot of being the GOAT. Pretty much. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody, like, flipping a quarter already to see what happens. Right now that quarter's in the air, you yeah. know. I don't know if it's going to be heads or tails. But um, all jokes aside, I nah, Luke Falk, no. I'm not really uh, sold on him. I mean, granted, it's his first game. But, I mean, even in his, even in his first game, you could just clearly tell the, 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 the Jets coaching staff – didn't really trust him enough because because they were calling a lot of screens, a lot of checkdowns. He wasn't really driving the ball downfield, and and sometimes when he was driving the ball down the field, it was not hitting the mark. I'm just you know, and Luke Falk, especially playing for the Jets, dude. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're screwed. <laughs> like you're 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 gonna screw the you're gonna screw the pooch. It's not gonna be your fault. It's gonna be the Jets, just organization in general. The the Jets organization is. 
It's not doing so hot. Mis- mismanaged. Um, they've they have completely flopped on drafting quarterbacks several times throughout their franchise history. Um, and uh, yeah, and I don't think Luke Falls is going to be any different. So I, I just the Jets are screwed. They're they're the worst team in the league. I mean, the Dolphins might technically be worse, but at least they're trying to tank. The Jets are just <laughs> the Jets don't know what they are. They just suck. Yeah, you know, Luke Falk, um, I've watched college highlights and ruined everything. He uh, he can definitely have some touch on the ball. I think he has potential to be at least a decent starting quarterback. Yep. His main thing, his rookie year is going to be rough. He's going to have some maybe pretty good games. But overall, he's going to be inconsistent and pretty rough. It's his, Well, I guess he's not rookie, but, you know, his first year starting and playing. Um, it's just going to be... It's not going to be fun for Jets fan to watch. They're going to want <laughs> Sam Darnold back. I still think Luke Falk could be a potential starter somewhere. Yeah. Uh, by the way, for those who don't know, uh, Sam Darnold has mononucleosis, mononucleosis. which is a uh, very uncommon uh, illness to see in someone at his age and someone who is an NFL player. Um, anyways, continue. But yeah, you know, with the, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if Luke Falk gets mono. You know, maybe there's someone trying to like sabotage the Jets. You, you think uh, you think Sam Darnold's going to be smooching on Luke Falk? They, they might. You, know. <laughs> you never know what happens in the know. locker room, I guess. Maybe they just shared their uh, their water bottle. You know, maybe they're like, they're trying to be hydro bros, you know, and... Hydro homies. Hydro homies, that's what it was. Yeah. Trying to be hydro <laughs> homies. And it's like, it's alliteration, you know, hydro homies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. So, but yeah, who knows what's going on in that locker room. Right. Le'Veon Bell, I'm surprised he signed there. Um, Bar, well, I think I think it's because uh, Jet, almost signed there. I think it's because the the Jets were paying him the most. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell wants that money, and Cousins almost went there. Yeah, imagine how different that team would be if Cousins was there. Um, honestly, <laughs> uh, you're being serious right now. <laughs> I'm just like wondering, like I don't know. I just wonder how how Cousins would have done his first year there. Because like even if we didn't go to the playoffs last year, he put up thirty touchdowns and ten picks. I wonder if he would have put anything up similar. I feel like he might have went twenty touchdowns and fifteen picks. With the Jets, maybe, but they're going to probably still go like six and ten. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just the Jets in terms of I'm, winning. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry, like I just I don't I just don't trust the Jets. I mean they they just. They're just a poorly run franchise, man. I, 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 I don't mean to shit on you, Jets fans. Like it's not, it's not your fault, Jets fans. Like you, you are good people, I'm sure. But it's it, your your team is run like trash. Like you just like yeah, something, something's got cleaned up. Yeah, you can you can give us Vikings cram, uh, fans crap all you want for not having a yeah. Super Bowl, but you know what? We've had some good damn teams over here. We're the fifth highest winning team, but we just don't have Super Bowl. That's true. I, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot the Vikings uh, don't have a Super Bowl ring. It's crazy. We have an NFL title though. There is one the NFL there is, is the only league. See, Bill Burr brought this up. The NFL is the only league out of the four major sports leagues that doesn't recognize titles after the merger. NHL, like the Canadians and those original teams, they recognize all those championships even when they're only like. Six teams in the well, they NHL. recognize them for the Green Bay Packers, and the, but the other Packers, than that, and the Yankees, uh, every other league, they recognize all these older titles, even if they're a lot less teams and the leagues weren't merged yet and they're a lot different. Yeah, NFL is the only league that doesn't do it. Apparently, like before 1970, even though they're celebrating their 100th year, before like the merger in 1970, 
1969, apparently, um, apparently there was just no football played because they're not counting the titles. But, right. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, get a little sidetracked here. I'm talking about championships and whatnot. Maybe it's because uh, maybe it's because we're just so hungry to see you on here in Minnesota. Yeah, we, whether it be the Twins, Vikings, Wild Timberwolves, seeing championship here would be nice to see. But anyways, um, moving on to the next quarterback. Yeah, you know, the, the last quarterback we want to talk Daniel about Jones. is Daniel Jones. Uh, Eli Manning's not hurt. They just benched him. They straight up benched the guy. <laughs> I don't know if it's his fault. Or, I don't think it's his fault at all. Um, but Daniel Jones is starting um, uh, from here on out. Looks like. So we're gonna see how um, how he fares, you know. Uh, uh, and this is uh, his audition time, I guess. You know, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen, to Eli, after this season. I think with Daniel Jones, he's he'll just be decent because he knows how to do those quick reads and throw underneath. He can do that all day. Yeah, it's just it'll be interesting to see how good he can really do passing downfield. Yeah, um, especially against better defenses. Like in the preseason, he did have good accuracy throwing deep. Yeah, but let's you know he was against vanilla defenses. Not to say that that doesn't mean anything, but he he will have times where he struggles and everything. But I think he'll at least do decent for most of the year. For at least for a rookie quarterback, he'll do decent. Sure, um, and he's probably probably gives the Giants better potential. Yeah, to win more games, even if they're not going to go to the playoffs. Um, yeah, it gives him at least a little bit more excitement. You know, and just lets him develop earlier. Right. Um. Because some quarterbacks, it does help to sit them on the bench, and some it doesn't. Yeah, some it does help to just for them to get more playing reps. So, well, I, yeah, I would love to see Giants fans' opinions on uh, Daniel Jones starting. I think they, I think they like him. I mean, I, I, I'm sure he's gonna be a fine quarterback. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe he'll be pretty good. I don't know. I mean, sounds like he's smart, capable. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. I just don't believe that Eli Manning should have been benched so soon. I just don't think he did anything that horribly wrong to where he should have been benched this quick. But if the Giants are willing to pull the trigger, then so be it, I guess. Yeah, I think the big thing with it was that their first two weeks, they they played some pretty tough defenses. And so I think their plan all along was to bring in the Daniel Jones, but they just didn't want him like the first two weeks to get thrown into the Wolves kind of. Because now their matchup, so? yeah, I think their matchup this week's a lot easier, and I think that uh, that might that might have been their plan all along. Maybe um, I saw somebody mention that on Twitter, so um, which you know would make sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I like Daniel Jones. I like Eli Manning. But it'll be, you know, it'll be kind of fun to see all these new quarterbacks how they do. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Exciting year for that. It is an exciting year. It's a whole different uh, league of quarterbacks this year, that's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a fun, fun year to watch for fantasy and for uh, the NFL. Yeah. But uh, all right, well that 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 just about does it this uh, for this first episode here of our, uh, our of our formal podcast now, the anchor podcast, the an- the anchor podcast. Yes. Um, tune in. Uh, tune in next week. We'll be uh, uploading weekly. Um, talking about we can now the NFL is back. Uh, talking about you know recap the week that happened and uh, give you updates on any big highlights that have happened as well, such as with Antonio Brown's <laughs> off the field scandals and whatnot. 
probably talk about a lot more about fantasy football. Yeah, go into fantasy football a lot more. Talk about our teams and our recommendations for waiver pickups and whatnot. So, um, yeah, we're excited for you guys to stick around and uh, listen to us. All right, boys. Have a good night. And girls. Yep. It's late night. It's past 1 a.m. now. Yeah, I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah. Here, bud. All righty, buds. All right. Well, bud, uh, talk to you later. And uh, get some get some rest. Get yeah. some rest. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah, see you later.